Are we rolling? We are, but we can start whenever. Okay. One thing that I think that we should acknowledge okay. is the fact that this is a reboot. We haven't actually talked about that. Oh, okay. So this is a reboot. <laughs> Pot Psychology, a podcast. Uh, started out as not, oh, well, I don't know. I mean, whatever, you know, if, if you feel like knowing about, I don't know, what, 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 what is this? Great. <laughs> Good job. have been in a uh, a lot of different forms yeah, that's of, true. of media, media. We, we wrote a book we were a video advice column it started as a as a written advice column started as a written advice column and, and then i th- didn't think that that worked because it was very hard to write when i was stoned and then um eventually i was like let me just film it and then and you invited me to do it and it was really nice okay i mean i i felt comfortable with you so well, I, you know, I appreciate that. I think that's really nice of you to say as well. Okay. <laughs> and I felt comfortable with you and, you know, the rest is history, I guess. We're joined today with a special guest. By, we're joined with a special guest? Or I guess if we were joined with him, we'd be like attached to him, like uh, conjoined. Chang and Nang. Yeah. We're Lori joined. And Dory. Dory. Lori and George. George. Uh, Abby and Brittany. We are joined by a guest, Brian Kenny, my boyfriend. Hello. Hi. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> Hi. Uh, the reason that he's here is this is a Valentine's Day episode. Valentine's. But I would like to say Valentine's instead of Valentine's. Just because like firstly, like it's Valentine's Day week. No one's going to say that. So if you say Valentine, it actually kind of works as a uh, portmanteau. A, conc- a concoction, if you will. I- of two, two words conjoining. A concoction? Yeah, yeah. So that's what we call them. <laughs> Because there was on a menu concoctions. No, which it, was were, a, it was a book. Oh, it was that, a book. In the, conco- in the book there was store, a whole book of concoctions. It was a bookstore you worked in, and it was a it was a cookbook That's called amazing. Concoctions, and it was recipes made in a crock pot. How do you not remember this? I I, I thought you read it off a menu. No, no, no. When we would we would read concoctions on a menu yes. like appetizers or shrimply delicious. <laughs> So we, now I, one of the things, whenever I see a picture of like an ad that has these um, portmanteaus, they're actually called, you know, the conjoinment of two words. Right. Speaking of conjoined, two words <laughs> conjoined to make a new punny word. I always send it to Tracy. So now I have this record. If I look on our media of the chat of, of, you know, years of concoctions, as we call them, and they're actually called portmanteaus. We'll okay. add this to our Patreon. We'll make it a post. We'll put all... Concoctions? Yeah, different concoctions we've we, taken pictures of over okay, the years. Yeah, that's a good idea. And yeah. we could also um, we could also read them at some point, I guess, if we wanted to. You're going to have to pay the five bucks. Exactly. Will we read them? You won't find out until you pay. <laughs> Crockpot psychology. exactly but anyway it's valentine's and uh so i wanted the man i love to join (laughs) um so how you feeling about oh yeah tracy you had some questions for us so rich and brian just got a cat called prince yes and i'm not a cat person and i think he's very cute but um i wanted to ask you do you like do you guys did you guys think like this is almost like having a kid like were you like oh now we're in this for 15 years because if you break up what's gonna happen 
and I'm sorry because I know I said I, I just wanted good vibes and I didn't want it to be a bummer yeah, thing. But <laughs> us about breaking up. <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. No, just because it's such a big deal. It's such a commitment to get yeah. a pet. It like is. it's such like a like even if like you guys stay together forever, it, the pet will die. I know. And that's like a heartbreak. Like that's you're just tr- you're uh, signing more bad on. vibes. <laughs> so sorry. Wow. We can pivot. <laughs> no, can no, pivot no. Away. But but the the root of the question is a. Uh, nice and joyous one and brian uh you had opinions about this yeah i mean i i tried for years to to convince rich to uh get a cat so for me it's like finally (laughs) yeah i've been asking him for a cat for three years so i love cats i'm a cat person but to Um, tracy's point you said now we're a family yeah and we got him totally yeah yeah Yeah, it does feel like uh another level of commitment but uh you know I love this cat, and uh, he likes the cat more than me. And I think no, you love the cat too. You're like no, totally... no, no. I mean, you like the you like the cat more than you like me. No, you no, that's not true. I it's, know, I'm kidding. It's different. You know, <laughs> with the cat, comparable with the cat, it's unconditional love. Right. With... <laughs> it's conditional. <laughs> he loves the cat more. I mean, to be fair, how could you not? He's not annoying. He can't meow. He he can't. He's no. weird though. He's why can't he? He doesn't have a voice box? I get, I mean, yeah, I, his meows are silent. He likes to sleep in tries. the bathroom. He likes to hang out in the bathroom. Like oh. right by the toilet. He just loves it. So I have to keep it like really clean because he's like, he just wants to hang out by the toilet. Kind of cruisy. I'm going to try to ensure that he doesn't become obese. I don't think that's fair to do to animals. Um, even if in the moment it feels like, oh, this is what they want. I think overall, like it's your responsibility to keep your animal, you know, as as healthy as possible, and obviously obesity in animals uh, causes complications. Um, I have not read of any healthy at any size movement for animals, so I feel justified in making this claim. But maybe you believe that your obese animal is also healthy, in which case I uh, validate your beliefs. I also heard there's such a thing as uh, pet um, plastic surgery. Have you heard about this? Well, Sounds I know Korean. about like I, a thing. I know about the testicles. So I wonder if anyone's ever done that with cats, like Nudicles. a cat. Yeah, like a cat liposuction. They make those dog. They certain dogs' ears. They'll like make pointy. Right. Right. Like Dobermans. Dobermans. Yeah. Right. What do they call it? Docking. I think it's yes. called docking. Yeah. Yes. It's a weird name for it. Yeah. It is weird. But I because mean, you know docking is like uncircumcised dicks foreskin used to cover another you know you I did not create, know that Wait, you didn't what know is this it? what is it it's like a uncircumcised dick if you put the head if you if your foreskin is you know long enough mm-hmm. you can um put another something in there including a dick so if you put them together it's called docking and uh but like that's not but it's not sexual point. yes it's sexual why is why are you what, I think it only works what? with gay sex but yeah two penises uh, well, well two penises for for sure but like uh but then that person doesn't have a boner if they're able to do that thing with the skin they are because some people have very uh, long oh even when they have a, a boner they can do it yeah uh, i many. imagine more like chinese finger cuffs like it's <laughs> <laughs> get stuck <laughs> um uh but it's just a form of mutual masturbation really if you get it you know if you got it if you got enough foreskin and you get a good rhythm you're oh, like is there horns for that Porns? Yeah. So I'm, is using like a fleshlight considered docking? No, but maybe 
two dicks in a fleshlight would be an unnatural dock, a synthetic dock. Two fingers in a Chinese finger trap is Yeah, docking. if you do a fleshlight, one on each side, do yeah. they have those? So they could call it Doubles? a Chinese finger dock. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if it's like fleshlight brand fleshlight, but I'm absolutely sure that there are sex toys where two dicks can go in different ends and, you know, do it positive if you can imagine it <laughs> it's happening that could be an interesting like circus act you know to have like a really uh like a like a box type of performance or you know some kind of bur- burlesque cabaret yeah. where they have like two dicks inside a chinese finger trap and they like you know learn them to, out? Like, lean back and they're like on a big lazy suit yeah. and totally. like spins them around like centrifugal force like stretches what, it those, out like those like hoops that like uh pink is always on right and then like and then like they put like a, a hook in the middle and they lift them both in the air and they're just still attached to the to the dock by their dick you know they call it dick dock dick dock <laughs> see the dick dock show it's sold out wait but uh, if that product is not invented, I feel like maybe that we should do that. Okay. A million dollar like, idea. Good evening, yeah, sharks. Let's do it. <laughs> Pod psychology's dick docs. <laughs> um, would you like to talk about love and or love after lockup? Wait, I, oh. You want to hear about Lacey? <laughs> <laughs> like, I can tell you want to talk about love after lockup. I just want to, I just, so we didn't. Just explain what it is first. Okay. Um. So Love After Lockup is a show done by, God, who does it? Sharp, Sharp. Entertainment? Yeah. That does 90 Day Fiance. Yeah. Real but, trash. So it's about people, inevitably, they have formed relationships via letters with inmates who then get out of prison and they have a relationship. But one of the relatively more upbeat, less destitute stories uh, is a love triangle. Uh, the woman at the hinge is named Lacey. She's a cam girl. I don't believe Lacey is her real name. If it was, it was a like that she was given this name to live this life. So she has two boyfriends that she volleys between. That uh, Shane has been out. Shane got out of prison and stayed out of prison. John, he goes in and out of prison. And Shane is very cute, like very cute, twenty-two-year-old dumb as a box of rocks but can apparently fuck 10 times a day just a, like he is cute um but john is a little bit older and i think that he is actually sexier which if you watch the show is probably a somewhat controversial opinion but john does it for me you know so i, I want to show you john I he's show more you. smoldering like smolderingly sexy that's that's John. Oh, yeah. You posted him on Instagram I earlier. I he looks like you. Uh, That's why you like oh, him. Oh, come on. He looks like you. That's why. Uh, all right. right. You think so? Not really. That is a He's similar like look to your they look. Have shaved heads. Like... Just the like general face. I'm not going to take offense to that because uh, he's not bad. Um, the thing that I love about Love After Lockup, I haven't watched any of this new season. Um is that there is a woman on there named Tracy, and she spells it like me, T-R-A-C-I-E. And there she's married to a guy named Clint, proudly smokes crack, yeah. is uh, <laughs> uh, embraces, it leans into the crack smoking as a brand. And so Tracy got Clint tattooed on her ring finger as like her wedding band, but it's like in these block letters. And so it's like C-L-I-N-T, and it looks like it says cunt. Because <laughs> the L and the I. I yes. <laughs> Did you ever see Joan? What's her name? Didion? Joan. No. Baez. 
<laughs> Osborne. Melissa Which Joan am I thinking of? No, 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 no. Of Ark. No, no. The um, Fonda. Jane Fonda. <laughs> Jane. Oh. <laughs> you weren't even close. <laughs> Joan Fonda. Joan Fonda. <laughs> she once said on the Today Show, cunt. Yes, she did. So good. She did. It's such a good clip. Yeah, we put that on Jezebel when that yeah, happened. It was amazing when it happened. People freak. If if it were tw- if like Twitter were like what it is today, it would have lit up at that. Yeah, yeah. You can't. You Resurrect can't do that, that on television. No, Cunt. she was talking about the vagina monologues, uh. and I think she was. Ta- I don't know if she was talking about one she did or one she was offered, but she was like. The title that it was was Cunt. Fucking <laughs> 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 said it on morning television. Yeah, I was asked <laughs> to do a monologue called Cunt. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, she's it's great. Queen. And she knew what she was. She's a seasoned pro. Are you fucking kidding yeah, me? She doesn't. She give knew a fuck. exactly what she was doing. She knows. She might be losing fierce it a bitch little. Right there. It, well, it was ten years ago. Well, she's like ninety, right? How old is she? I don't think she's ninety. I would say seventy-five. Maybe. No way. She's older than that. I don't know about that. She's 82. Oh, okay. Right in the middle. Right down the middle. Guess, Split down the middle. Well, I Nine, guess between lower, 90 and 75. So Price yeah. is right rules. Yeah. I win. Um, listen to this. Aretha Franklin, she, when she said what love got to do with it, like I'm starting to understand that it don't have anything to do with it. I cannot believe him. <laughs> like, Aretha Frank, like I, they're, they're just everything is wrong with that. Who needs a heart when a heart can be broken? That uh, do you believe that? I used to believe that. Who needs? I'm I'm trying to think of what it means. Who needs a heart when a heart can be broken? No, I don't believe that. I oh, believe I that um, I only have a heart. You oh, know? I'm all heart. Do Do you agree as as my boyfriend? <laughs> okay, sure. How long were you guys dating before you said you you told each other you were in love? Oh, uh, like a week. Okay. Yeah, it was pretty quick. Okay. I have it actually on, I have it recorded. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <gasps> Did you not know that? You I'm, secretly recorded him? Legally, I'm, he can do that though. It's New York. I think I asked him if he felt love and I think he said like, it's getting there. Uh, <laughs> but that was also like the Still damn, getting there. The, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you? Um, but the dam broke at that point, and I think after that point, just having said that, we started saying "I love you" all the time. We said, I mean, we were—it was so embarrassing. It was so relieving at the six-month mark because I finally felt like we could—I mean, we were doing it anyway, but we could be less embarrassed about the, the affection we bestowed upon each other um, <clears throat> because, like, we would be like embracing in public like holding each other tight and people would be like how long have you been together and we'd be like two weeks <laughs> you guys were like making out loud in the back of a cab with me once oh. when we were on mushrooms and i was like shut stop and then you were like this is the fabric of our relationship <laughs> <laughs> that I, tracks i said aids quilt <laughs> on mushrooms <laughs> we were like the those people right yes. we were yeah we were annoying everyone around us with our like googly eyes yes and, and uh extravagant pda you know i you i wouldn't take can... it back me neither think... me neither i was like on cloud nine yeah you know it was it great was wonderful yeah. do you think you guys can get back there there are definitely times when we are like mm. in a in a more subdued way but there are definitely like euphoric love times. Yeah. Um, we've, you know, we went through, we went for a while without arguing. Uh, 
now once you do argue things change a little bit you know you end up with people in relationships you know like maybe on a weird cosmic level because you are supposed to learn something from them yeah. and you're also supposed to teach them something yeah so with rich i feel like what he's here to learn from me is patience and what i'm here to learn from him is to pay attention like <laughs> no no really just like be more present you know and and so and you know like and the gift and, of judge judy banging on the table yeah so you know and it's it's true i test his patience like crazy and but i but it's i've seen him over the years you know get more chill he you know he has like chilled out a lot i'm, I'm so and, glad to hear you say that this is the best I, compliment I you could ever give I've me become more present he was you know, even worse oh my god <laughs> It's really just like, uh, you know, it really, I, I really have to like appreciate the people who have tolerated me through the years. Well, and I never like made it a thing. I was never like, you have to learn patience. It was more just like, I was just testing it so much that he couldn't help but acknowledge <laughs> that he was just always losing his patience. It's true. And so, I mean, I never had to say anything. He always just kind of come around after we argued or whatever. And I was like, you know, I really should have just been more patient here. But I'm, you know, I think relationships last not because, you know, you find your soulmate. I don't believe in that. I think that relationships last when you're both want to make it work. And that includes like forgiving each other and, you know, not giving up. This is the perfect segue to a quote that I wanted to read. Okay. So this is, I can't speak French. Um, Alan de Botton, maybe. Alain de Botton. I, I don't think you would say the N. Alain. Alain de Botton. Okay. Okay. What does he say? Okay. So um, oh, he, he actually has a podcast. Yeah, he does. Oh, um, you better get it right. Well, or what? The podcast God well, is going to cast me out of the kingdom. It would be cool to, to have police. him on this. Hey, Do you, you think never he would know. Ever? I mean, it's a small world, you know. Yeah, I, really I, you know, I bet he might. I don't know if this is going to get back to him, but if it does, hello. <laughs> <We're>, Bonjour. <laughs> By overwhelming consensus, our culture locates the primary difficulty of relationships in finding the, quote, right person, rather than in knowing how to love a real, that is a necessarily rather unright, human being. Our reluctance to work at love is bound up with our earliest experience of the emotion. We were first loved by people who kept secret from us the true extent of the work that went into it, who loved us but didn't ask us to return affection in a rounded way, who rarely revealed their own vulnerabilities, anxieties, or needs, and who were, to an extent at least, on better behavior as parents than they could be as lovers. They thereby created, albeit with the most benign of intentions, an illusion that has complicated consequences for us later on, insofar as it leaves us unprepared for the effort we must legitimately expend to make even a very decent adult relationship successful. I feel like my my ex-husband yeah. is learning about that now in therapy. We really? actually had... Yeah, late. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and... uh I mean, not too late for him, but right. too late for us. Right. And um, but uh, he uh, told me that recently. This is when? Uh, in October of the, of this this past October. So they he invited me to dinner as a buffer because he had been dealing with his brother and mother all day, and I understand that that can be like stressful, especially because they were all staying in his apartment. And so I agreed to go to dinner. I showed up at the restaurant. 
they had showed up at the restaurant first and left because it was too crowded. Never contacted me. Never called me. What did to they say, expect was going to happen? What, what? I so I I so I texted him. I was like, "Where are you guys?" And he's like, "Oh, we left because it was too crowded. We're at this other what? restaurant." Come on. And he's like, "Yeah, come over here." And I I just got so mad. Oh, I'd be livid. That I was like, "That is so rude," and it made me cry. But this brought me back to after I gave birth to Una, and I said that I didn't want anyone staying in our one bedroom apartment. I wanted to just like I just had surgery. I wanted to just nest with like my new family and I didn't want anyone around. And he ignored that, invited his mother over, didn't tell me. He told me when he came to pick me up from the hospital. I was really upset about it. I know. And then so I just had major surgery, like my stomach cut open. She had a C-section. No core, no core. And so... And it's like really bad pain. I didn't have my pain meds yet. We had to go pick them up in Brooklyn. Driving home from the hospital is very painful. What pain meds do they give you for a Percocet. C-section? Yeah, I got perks too. And so, and I never got hooked on them, but they, did they constipate? Yeah. I was like, yeah. that, that, I just, that I just like lived through, you know? Did they, con- did they constipate you? No, they're supposed to, but they didn't. But I was taking mine a, small, is, I was taking a stool softener. Oh, yeah. yeah you're yeah. psyllium husk. Yeah. And no, no, no. That's not even the softener. That's oh. the hardener. Oh, oh, oh. I oh. took a softener. Oh, okay. With the, with the, uh, you know. When we got back to the apartment, I lived in a four, fourth floor walk up. Yeah. I wasn't supposed to be going on stairs right. at all. You didn't have an elevator, did you? No. God. And I wasn't even supposed to go on stairs, but that's just what I had to do because there was no other way. And then I wasn't going to be able to leave the apartment for two weeks once oh, I got up God. there. And so we get to the apartment in the lobby. Dan and his mom just go up with the baby. They left me at the bottom of the stairs. I had no one to help me go up the stairs. I remember like I couldn't even I was like holding on to the banisters with two arms like sweating. It took me a full 20, 25 minutes to get up the stairs. No one came down for me. No one helped me. They were just like when I finally got up, they were like, hey, what were you doing? That's and it's like hey, fucking you go? insane. When Jeez. I told my mom that, and I'll tell you this, my mother is an RN and the least compassionate person I've ever <laughs> met in my entire life. Great combination. Least empathetic. <laughs> Nurses are that way. My mom is a nurse, nurse too. It's like I could like, you know, cut off my arms and be like, oh, it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> oh, totally. My mom is like, you'll be, you'll, you'll be fine. Yeah. It needs to air out. Yeah. <laughs> like, and, mom, I'm in pain. Oh, you don't need an Advil. Go play. <laughs> Band-aids will just make it worse. And so, but like when I told my mom that she was horrified and, and she's the kind of person that like normally, you know, would be like, walk it off. Right. And she was like, nobody helped you. You were all alone. And she is not that kind of mother. Right. And so it's then I knew it was a big deal because she she, thought it was a big deal. And so then that. Like I t- I've talked about that moment in therapy. For I was gonna say, years. did you know that the relationship was doomed at that point? I don't think I knew it was doomed, but that was one of the lowest points yeah. because I just felt like he doesn't give a fuck about me. Exactly, he doesn't even have the capacity to. Yeah, like, should have like carried you up those stairs. It, Seriously, not not even help, not even a handhold. Ugh. And so then I told him that I was like this. It just brought me back to that moment that yeah. was a very low moment for me where. You didn't give a fuck about me yeah. and all you cared about, you got in a tizzy because your family was around. And so then he said, I'm learning in therapy that I have idolized my mother as like the to typify like what a wife should be or like what love should be. 
and you know and sort of like has like a halo effect with her where she has done nothing wrong and then measures everyone up against that and then they inevitably fail to meet those standards yes and goes to a barber not that that has anything to do with anything (laughs) but that's how she gets her hair cut kind of woman she is i will never be a woman like that and so like but that's the thing is that like she's so low maintenance she's you know doesn't require a lot she goes to the barber and i'm not like that you probably will want to cut this out but um, another thing to Brian, like her most outstanding trait is that she used to like fart just constantly, yes. no matter yes. what, in conversation. Yes. I actually never control. heard her do it, but she would tell me about she it. She can't control. Without acknowledging it? Just no, she'll acknowledge it sometimes. She'll be like, oh, oops. And sometimes in public. Yeah. Um, and it's just like, and it's just all the time. And then. Uh, I fart in public, but I try and be like secretive about it. You, I, but know. sometimes you're not secretive about it, in fact, and you will just, will be on the street and, it'll, and there'll be like well, somebody walking by behind us you know it's just like well i mean in certain circumstances it's like like, it doesn't matter i can tell i can tell they're like not gonna hear it like they're far enough away yeah i was gonna say there's like cars we're in new york it's like blind faith it's like because it's he farts so loud it's ridiculous sometimes i you know i want to make it loud like you know it's like like burping you know you kind of just like if you're gonna go i know you really just (laughs) go big or go home yeah yeah (laughs) We, we went up to, you know, we went to his you, friend's house alive. upstate and the friend has this like big drafty house, but it not draft, not this drafty. And uh, all of the doors are open and we're like in the bedroom and he just like pushes it out with such force. It's like, you know, a literal butt trumpet. And it's just like, <laughs> and it's just like, Joff is here. Like, like your friend is in the other room. Like, so I. Well, yeah, I mean, guilty as charged. <laughs> Before we go, you know, li- first... live, laugh, fart. Okay, <laughs> there it was an unruly child on a plane with me recently who, as far as I know, could control his asshole. Wouldn't have, I'm sure, if he knew it would piss people off. And also uh, said some stuff that I would like to talk about. Yeah, what did he say? Well, I'll, I'll, I'll talk about it uh, on the bonus episode. Oh, okay. Cliffhanger. Okay. I also have a correction. What's the correction? The correction is about Elf. Okay. Um, my sister, okay. Sister Kate, um, asked me, did you and Tracy figure out that the girl in Elf, Zooey Deschanel, yeah. takes a shower because they turned her hot water off? Yep. Okay. But why it's is there weird. a shower at me? And this is what, so to her, I said, no, I guess not. But it's weird that they have a shower at work anyway, which was more the point. At, at a retail store. At a retail store. Yeah. Do they have showers at retail no stores? No way. Absolutely oh. not. See? I don't. I don't think any workplace has a shower unless it's like a like kind of workplace where you get super dirty. Yeah. yeah. Where like, or if the workplace is a gym. Yeah. If okay. If the workplace. <laughs> I mean, that, my right, workplace well, is a shower. If the workplace is a gym, or if the workplace is like a construction place or a manufacturing place, even where construction, you, get, you don't shower. Yeah, construction yeah. you never shower. Say, a, a shower Macy's a is like was completely yeah, right. created to design the scene where he walks in on her in the bathroom. Totally. Yeah. I mean, it's a cute scene. I like. I like her singing voice. I like. I just it's like okay. the Correcting the correction. So we were right. To well, begin we with. just had a different point, but I think that at some point we did ask why is she taking a shower anyway? Yeah. I th- no, I always thought that it's weird that she was taking a shower at work. But but that there is a reason for her to be taking a shower there as opposed to. But that there's a shower at work. I think that I that's know, weird. I know. I know. We just talked it's about not it. a shower at the mall. But I don't. But I think at some point, I think 
I don't know. I'd have to go back and listen to the episode, which let's face it, I'm not going to. But maybe, (laughs) maybe at some point we said something to the effect of like, why is she taking a shower at work? Meaning, why is there a shower at work? But we said, why is she taking a shower at work? And the reason is because her hot water is turned off. Okay. And well, that's the end of the show. We didn't talk about your career or your work. If there's yes. anything you want. Like, I mean, I know all about it. So that's why. No, you should talk about, about it. it. We yeah. have, we, that's a, yeah. If there's anything you'd like to shout out or there's anything you'd Brian like to discuss. Brian is a celebrated artist. Multidisciplinary artist. Yes, I'm, I'm, I'm an artist. Uh, I, I do visual arts. I, um, I do drawings and textile work and paintings and video and uh, sometimes performance. So uh, yeah, I've been I've been doing it ever since I moved to New York 15, 16 years ago. Um, okay, so uh, now we can do the bonus episode. Yeah. So do you, should we do a, uh, do uh, a throw? intro? Throw. Oh, throw. Oh, I thought we did it already. We I said take I would a tell. Bite. I well, we. Okay, but we I did throw, I did say that I was talked about the kid mm-hmm. on the plane. Yes. So I gave a teaser. Okay. Okay, so now it's time to go. Bye. Okay, all right. So that's our episode. Yeah. Thank you so much to Brian Kenny. Brian, where can they find you on Instagram and Twitter, social media? Uh, I'm mostly on Instagram. It's uh, Brian Kenny, Kenny with three N's, B-R-I-N-K-E-N-N-N-Y. Uh, I think it's the same on Twitter. And then my website is just briankenny.work. Um, and yeah, I show here and there. You know, if, you, if you're ever curious, uh, Instagram is the best place to see what I'm up to. And then how about the cat's Instagram? Ah, yes. <laughs> Prince's Instagram, which I'm sure uh, more people will love. That one is uh, the Lilac Prince. That's at T-H-E-L-I-L-A-C-P-R-I-N-C-E. Yeah, his name is Prince. Yeah, Prince, like the musician. So. Or like a prince. Or like Michael like Jackson's kids. Yeah. <laughs> I, sometimes I call him Prince Michael Jackson in my head. Really? <laughs> I've never said it out Really? I, would, I didn't know this. I want to call him Blanket. You. I know. Thank <laughs> you so much for listening. If you want to continue listening, we're going to be talking about that and uh, Rich's in fight with a child on a plane. <laughs> On our on our bonus episode, which you can access uh, become, by becoming a patron on Patreon. That's uh, patreon.com slash pot psychology. Um, and then also what we're going to be doing is something called uh, five questions. There might be more than five. Oh, frankly. No. Okay. So 10 questions or something. Uh, I think we should always do is the set the same amount of questions. I know. I just <clears throat> I feel like we're working it out still as we go. Right. So it's so we're going to do this thing called questions. <laughs> <laughs> on that episode. We ask questions. Yeah, we're gonna- <laughs> and um, we'll maybe get answers. Yeah. So uh, that's patreon.com slash pot psychology. Bye. Bye. Say goodbye. Say goodbye. Bye. Bye.